Hello and welcome into BTN's Take 10 Podcast. This is Alex Rue of BTN, and I'm currently narrating this edition of the podcast from Iowa City as we're wrapping up uh, kind of the back end of the BTN bus tour. we got a few stops left, hitting Iowa here uh, tomorrow morning, then on to Illinois, and finishing up at Northwestern. So catching up with the, uh, the podcast game, we got the middle of the tour, the end of the eastern leg to, to get to in this episode. I'm kind of compiling all the interviews now and getting them out as quick as I can. So this episode is going to feature interviews from Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. So three contenders in the Big Ten East, three great interviews with uh, some fun personalities in the Big Ten East. And then we'll uh, get the rest of the interviews out in the next week or two to come before the season gets underway here at the end of August. So uh, just a quick intro here. We'll uh, tell you the names of the guys, and I'll tell you a little more about who they are and get into their backgrounds and the interviews themselves. Uh, in State College, we talked to Jan Johnson. Cool story about a uh, former walk-on and Penn State wrestler who is now a starter uh, and um, starting linebacker at Penn State. Moving on to East Lansing, we got David Dowell, who is a uh, difference maker on that defense there for the Spartans. And in Ann Arbor, wrap this episode up with Sean McEwen, who has an interesting background from the East Coast, played in an interesting uh, high school offense, and uh, had, had some fun things to talk about being um, in a team with high expectations in Ann Arbor. So all three teams had high expectations. All three guys are fun to talk to, and we'll get into those right now. It's the second episode of our 2019 BTN Bus Tour edition of the Take 10 Podcast, and the first interview Jan Johnson. Very pleased to be joined here in Happy Valley by senior linebacker Jan Johnson. Jan, welcome. Thanks for welcoming us to campus. How's it going, man? Good. Um, just finishing up practice. You know, we're grinding out here in camp and just trying to have a good time. Absolutely. It's a, it's a beautiful day. It's always beautiful here when we come for some reason with the mountains in the background. Uh, super nice weather. Also noticed the last two years, played some salsa music in the beginning of practice. Mm-hmm. Is, is salsa Saturday like a thing? What's, what's yeah. the deal with that? Yeah, we have a day of the week. or Yeah, every day is a different day for the music. Um, so it's, if you happen to come on Saturdays, both times it's been uh, salsa Saturday. So just trying to you know, just enjoy, you know, make, make every day special. What are some of the other days of the week and their music uh, attachments? Uh, we had uh, throwback, throwback Thursday, so sometimes the coaches get in there and get their playback. Uh, we got White Boy Wednesday on there. <laughs> um, Monday, and, well, Monday we usually don't have practice, but during camp it's just kind of a general mix-up of music, and Tuesdays the players get to pick. So I'm Keeping it loose around here. Yep. Some teams, I won't name names, but some teams don't have music at, yeah. at practice. It kind of bums me out when we go there. I always like to have a little, little music when we're watching. Um, so for these particular interviews... With uh, with guys after practice, usually the schools give me uh, a setup with somebody who has an interesting backstory or, or has a unique kind of path to where they got. Um, and you're definitely one of them. And, and you know, pretty much every school I feel like has some walk on who has worked their way up and, and gotten on scholarship. And some other guy might be a two sport athlete. You're one of the unique cases that is both of those. So take me through your path to Penn State and kind of the the unique way that you navigated uh, all the way from a walk-on to another sport and now to a scholarship starter? <clears throat> yeah, so um, back when I was getting recruited, you know, I didn't really have any scholarship offers. I had one from Akron and one from Fordham, and Coach Moorhead was actually there and offered me 
late. Um, and then I got a call from Penn State. They wanted me to walk on, so I came in the summer. Didn't come to camp my freshman year. Uh, showed up um, in August, like with the rest of the students, with practice for a couple weeks. And then Coach Kale actually ended up coming to practice. Said that their heavyweight had injured himself and asked me if I could come wrestle. So we met with Coach Franklin, and then I spent the lot, you know, that that whole from I was like I don't know how many games in we were into uh, you know the whole winter and spring uh, wrestling. So helping out the wrestling team uh, did all right. Didn't do as well as I'd like to do, but. It happened, uh, and then came back for spring ball. Uh, was you know doing spring ball. Um, was playing Will. Ended up then following camp, switching to Mike. Uh, was pretty low on the depth chart, so I was playing scout team. We had a bunch of injuries that year. Ended up getting in in the um, the Michigan game because um, we had so many linebackers out, and then I tore my ACL. So then I was out the rest of that year. Uh, came back um, in the summer. It's missed spring ball. Came back in the summer. Uh, then was back on the down on the depth chart again they ended up moving me to scout team tight end so that whole fall that year I played scout team tight end um you know just trying to help the team out in any way I could um got in at the end of a couple games uh, at linebacker played a little bit on special teams but mostly just my role was scout team tight end uh you know had a good winter um in the spring ball uh, we also had a couple guys get hurt so I ended up moving up to in the depth chart um to be in the one at Mike um and then followed that through camp and ended up uh, starting last year. Um, had a pretty good year. About uh, week four, maybe, Coach Franklin ended up putting me on scholarship then. Uh, and that was pretty awesome, you know, just to see, you know, your hard work paid off, um, everything that I'd been through. You know, it's, it's different sport, you know, injuries, playing scout team on the wrong side of the ball, really. Um, and, you know, it was, just, it was, you know, nice and you know, rewarding to get put on scholarship and then, you know, had a pretty good season last year. Yeah, for sure. And backing up a little bit, um, Kale Sanderson had a conversation with James Franklin, right, to kind of open up that possibility. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, that's unique. Like, not everywhere uh, would there be that sort of relationship between the coaches. Yeah. I had, well, you know, I had wrestled in high school. Um, yeah, so, you, so knew, you had a reputation. I had about you. Yeah. talked to Coach Cunningham a little bit. They had recruited me a little bit, but mm-hmm. I told them that I, I wanted to play football in college. Um, so they had known that I wrestled. Um, and he emailed him and said, hey, can we, can we borrow Jan for um, – you know, for the winter. And what was crazy was he came after practice and we just talked outside for 10 minutes. He goes, yeah, you know, it'd be awesome to have you, you know, just, you know, be a morale booster for the guys. So we someone wrestling in the spot and he said, you know, we're going to win a national championship this year. So it's going to be awesome. And sure enough, we won a national championship. Right. So your reputation kind of preceded you. You were a great wrestler coming up, you come from a great wrestling family. Mm-hmm. Um, your, your dad and uncle wrestled at Penn State. So with you, um, how did football, I guess, become a priority instead of wrestling you kind of spoke it into existence you wanted to be a a, a football player first and, mm-hmm. and then wrestling kind of came in afterwards but why football first um just when I was younger I mean I can ever since I was little we've been coming to Penn State games um just a, was a huge fan as a kid I remember when I was in eighth or ninth grade they were playing Michigan in a whiteout and uh, someone had gotten an interception and the place was just going nuts and you could feel the stadium just shaking mm-hmm. and I was just like man uh, there's nothing like it like i Love to come play football here, and then that's when it kind of really started. That I want, realized I kind of wanted to play football more than more than wrestle. So when you walked on here, was it a preferred walk on, or or did you just kind of one of those things where you, it, you walk up to coach yeah. and like, hey, hey, coach, give me a, you know, give me a chance here? Yeah, it was it was a preferred walk on. Yeah. So I had I had spoken to them um, a little bit before, and they'd asked me to come come walk on. Yeah, and uh, you know, as everyone who's probably listening to this knows. This isn't like a cute little wrestling program, you know, that you just want to get involved with on campus. Mm-hmm. Penn State, it's a dynasty. How long did it take for you to feel like you kind of fit in and belonged on, on that 
level of uh, competition in wrestling? Uh, it didn't. <laughs> but I had wrestled, so I had wrestled with a bunch of those guys. Coming up? Coming up. Um, you know, with Chenzo and, and Zane and uh, Nolf and uh, a couple of those guys had wrestled uh, freestyle and stuff with when I was um, eighth and ninth grade. So I had known those guys. I mean, most of the guys were Pennsylvania guys. Right. So I had wrestled with them. You know, we'd seen each other at states and stuff. So I knew I knew most of the guys on the team already. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of you know I felt I was good with the, you know the friendship and stuff. But I mean, it's just it's just a next level when you're in that room. I mean, there's I mean there was two Olympic champs that were there when when I was wrestling. Coach Kale and and Varner were mm-hmm. in there. So I mean, it's just the amount of talent that's in that room is is unbelievable. What's the toughest part of being a wrestler and, and just committing to that lifestyle? Because at a much lower level, obviously, my friends are wrestlers mm-hmm. in high school. I spent some time going to going to matches and um, hearing kind of you know about their diet and stuff like that. And I also went to a, a, another big wrestling school in the Big Ten and went to Illinois. So you know, I interviewed some of those guys mm-hmm. there. Um, what's the most difficult part? Do you think just keeping your body right and kind of being in that that grind of a season? Yeah, it's it's just discipline, really. It's um, you know knowing how to manage your weight the correct way. Um, you know knowing how to train the right way. Knowing when you need to give your body a rest, or knowing when you need to push it harder, um, just you know, there's a lot of drilling and stuff in that sport. There's not a lot of, um, you know, it, the matches aren't long. I mean, seven. What are they? Two, two, three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three, two, two. So seven minutes. It seems like a while, but really, it's not that long. I mean, you, you practice hours for just you know seven minutes on the mat. Sure. Um, so it's just it takes a lot of discipline, you know, in, in in your life, you know, with your habits and stuff, and just trying to maintain your body weight. So back to football now. Um, we just saw a, a young team practice, a young and very talented team practice. Uh, there's only something like 15 or so seniors, and you're one of them. Um, so being a senior now, what's a responsibility or a role you've had to take on that you might not have realized was it even a thing when you were coming up as an underclassman? Um, just you know, the, <clears throat> just the standard we have. You know, um, coming up, I just kind of watched those um, you know older guys and just everything that they did. I just tried to mimic. Um, so whether that's you know, I practice, you know, in meeting rooms and stuff. And when you realize that you, you kind of got to make sure that you're doing everything correctly too as a senior because you don't want to be, you know, telling a guy um, he should be doing this, doing that, and then you're not following it. So it's really kind of helping, you know, you keep yourself in check and as well as keeping them in check. It's just trying to set that standard every day for what, who we want to be and what we want to be as a program. So I've asked, uh, I've sat in these chairs, I guess, with a couple other Penn State players the last two years I've been here. And when I start talking about other teams or, or uh, kind of outside goals, they kind of shut down. It's like the mm-hmm. James Franklin thing. So I'm not fully expecting to get an answer here, but I'll try anyway. Um, do you guys feel overlooked at all in the East with Ohio State and, and Michigan getting a lot of the hype? Ohio State winning a, a couple years ago, Michigan being picked to win um, this year. What, what do you guys, I guess, see? How do you guys see yourselves being portrayed? I guess? Yeah. Um... Uh, we're not really worried about it <laughs> right no. now. We're, we're focused on just um, our camp right now and just trying to get better at what we do. Um, you know, we're really just we're focused on um, perfecting our defense and, and trying to shut down our offense right now is what, what our main goal is. That was a test, Jan. You passed. Was, <laughs> Franklin's going to listen to this and be happy to. Uh, all right, before we wrap up, I'm curious, what do you what do you get into outside of sports? What are some hobbies? You got any shows going on? Uh, what, what's your life like outside of these walls? Um well, last year it was mostly school. I mentioned to you a little bit earlier, um, so I was really just studying a lot last year, um, trying to watch. You know, I was trying to balance studying and watching as much film as I can. So now this year it's more just more focused on film and then just you know video games to relax me. Really, PS4, Xbox, where you got? Uh, PC. Which games? Uh, Overwatch and Fortnite okay. and Summoners War. So just 
Is, is Fortnite still still really hot? Because like I got some friends that play it nonstop, and then last Big Ten Media Day, 2018, we asked all the guys, and it was like the craze. I, I feel like it might have died down a little bit. So are you still on it all the time? Uh, not really as much. It kind of died down a little bit. Um, but they also just had their World Cup, so the little 16 year old from like Pottsgrove, Pennsylvania, won one. one and <laughs> wow, half, I didn't realize from Pennsylvania. Yeah, one and a half million. So not bad for him. Not a bad payday. No. All right, last question. I've asked every player so far. Where is the hot spot to eat on campus? Because, you know, we come to these campuses, mm-hmm. got to eat good. Where, where should we go? I enjoy Champs downtown. I enjoy their food downtown. Yeah. I, I, I think that they have a pretty good burger selection. So we walked by there last night. It's a little later than dinner time, yeah. but um, I heard that's a popular spot. So. Yeah, they got a huge uh, bar upstairs and downstairs. they got a bunch of pool tables and, and arcade games, so it's a nice spot Love there. Love it. Might swing by it tonight. Uh, Jan, really appreciate your time, man. Uh, really fascinating story, and uh, obviously... Uh, a lot of respect on, on our end for what you've been able to accomplish. So good luck in your senior year, and uh, we'll be following you. Thank you. All right, thanks a lot to Jan for joining me. Interesting guy to talk to, cool story, and uh, really unique story, actually, in the Big Ten. So that was fun to, to get to know him a little bit. We'll uh, take it back west as we head from State College to East Lansing, Michigan. Talk to David Dowell, fun guy to talk to. Fun family history, cool family history. Um, his, his brothers, they were both in the Spartans at one point. He'll get into that. And uh, I'll let David take it from here. It's a Take 10 Podcast discussion with David Dow. It starts right now. I'm very pleased to be joined here in East Lansing, Michigan, by Spartan senior safety David Dow. David, how's it going on this, uh, this Monday morning, man? Uh, it's going good, man. Um, we survived practice. Uh, it was hot out there today. But, um, yeah, we got better there, so it was good. Yeah, it was hot. It was kind of humid. You know, it's, it's August. It's, it's that time of year. Uh, it's your last go-around. How do you like kind of the, the grind of a August training camp? Yeah, you, re- you really just got to push through. You know what I'm saying? Um, right now we're in, like, the second week, so it's kind of the dog days of training camp. So for us it's about kind of still focusing on the things we need to get better, you know, get better at. Um, kind of you got to kind of push your your being tired and being exhausted to the back to the back of your head and kind of push forward with the – you know what I'm saying? The stuff that you're still trying to learn and get better at. I'd imagine once you get into the season, kind of that routine of a game being at the end of each week to look forward to breaks it up a little bit. Now it's just practice, practice, right? Like yeah. the game probably helps you, right, to look forward to? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's completely different in the season because, like you said, you're kind of building up to that game. You know what I'm saying? And you get to do that every single week. So, and you're preparing for a different team. So, you're not going against the offense every single day. So, it's kind of nice. Um, when you get into the season. Right. So kind of start this interview off on a weird note. I was doing research for you or on you for the interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another guy named David Dow from Australia who died. Yeah. Did you hear about this? I did hear about this. How did yeah. you find out about this? So I, I um, found, out, found out about it from Twitter. Yeah. Uh, my dad told me um, that he like had looked up my name on Twitter to see if any interviews and stuff like that. And he saw that this David Dow had ate a lizard or whatever <laughs> right. and died in, you know say in Australia or whatever. So... Um, he's, my dad actually sent it to me. He's like, David, man, I didn't know you died. You know what I'm saying? They'll be out here eating lizards, so it's pretty funny. Yeah, like, sad story, obviously, but, like, yeah. I heard the dude... So I was reading the articles, and the dude was dared to eat this gecko or yeah. whatever. And yeah. it said, literally, in the story, he never backed down from a dare. And I'm like, that's, like, famous last words, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that one's tough, man. I mean, obviously, yeah, it is sad. Obviously, somebody lost their life, but, but um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I feel like, yeah, I feel like that one's a little bit of a natural selection going on there. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh... I'm sure you get asked this all the time. Um, this is kind of the main storyline when uh, you were on campus with your brother, mm-hmm. Andrew. Uh, he's moved on. He, he graduated because um, you were a red shirt. 
going back in your life with your twin, were you the type of twins to, like, wear the same clothes and all that stuff throughout school and all that? Oh, yeah, yeah. We were, um, my mom had us dressing up the exact same, like, same overalls. Um, usually I'd be in, like, green or blue, and he'd always be in red, but everything else was the same. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't until we kind of, like, started dressing ourselves that we kind of started dressing differently. What age was that? Um... I'd probably say, you know, when you get to like 10, 11, 12, something like that, where, you know, you can kind of pick your own clothes out and kind of everybody kind of, you get their, your own individual personality. Was there ever a doubt that both of you would go to the same school? Um, yeah, I mean, I think early on it was more so like, okay, we're going to keep our recruiting separate, you know what I'm saying? Because we didn't want any to be, um, you know, like have any school shy away from us because of, we were like, okay, it's a package deal. So um, that's kind of how it was early on. But I think in the back of our head, we always kind of wanted, we knew that we wanted to go to the same school together. Um, we knew that that would be, you know, a dream come true for my parents, make it a lot easier for my parents. So, when Michigan State provided the opportunity, it was something we were looking forward to. And is your little brother on the squad now, too? Yes, sir. So, what's that like? You know, now you had your brother who was the same age. Mm-hmm. You got someone to uh, kind of take under your wing. Do you guys, like, hang out on campus, or is he young enough where you guys are kind of in a different circle? Um, yeah, so he's a, he'll be a sophomore uh, in school, a registered freshman in the fall. Um, we actually lived together in the summer, so we were hanging out a lot and stuff like that. Um, he's got also, you know, all of his friends in his class. Sure. And then the seniors and fifth-year seniors, you know what I'm saying, I hang out with stuff like that. So um, it's still obviously, you know, I'm looking out for him, you know what I'm saying, making sure he's making all the right decisions and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, he has his freedom, you know, to do what he wants and stuff. So Kari Willis was my guy in the podcast last year. Okay. Uh, I do an uh, interview at each stop. Mm-hmm. That's your guy, right? That's your yeah. man, uh, same position. Yeah. Uh, how's he doing? What's he up to? He's I know doing he's on good. the Colts, right? Yeah, he's yeah. doing good. Um, they just had their last pre- They just had their first preseason game um, this past weekend. He actually started in the preseason game. So I think he did, he did pretty well. You know what I'm saying? Um, I haven't mean, I mean, talked to him in a few weeks. I'm going to FaceTime him here soon. But he's doing really well. I'm excited to see what he does this year. He was one of my favorite guests because he was just, like, so focused and determined. Like, every word he said is kind of just had that, like, steely resolve in it. Just like what he did with the uh, Big Ten Media Day yeah. launching speech. Like, that dude, mm-hmm. you see why he's successful. Oh, yeah. For sure, yeah. Um, Got to ask you about something I was curious about in your bio. It says you're a member of the Eagles Leadership Council of Michigan mm-hmm. State Football. I don't know what that is. So can you explain what that is and how you became a part of it? Yeah, so the Eagles Leadership Council is like, it's basically like a group of older guys on the team, whether it be juniors, seniors, some sophomores, and it's kind of the the representation for the team. You know, what I'm saying we we, we when it, us as the team, we have a meeting about something. You know, what I'm saying those are the guys that are running the meeting. Um, when it's something that Coach D wants to talk to the team about, those are like the twelve to uh, ten to twelve guys he goes to and talks to. So it's a you got your captains, which come from that leadership council. You know what I'm saying? We'll pick next week. But um, the leadership council is just guys on the team that either have been here for a while or ha- are in leadership roles um, or th- that we're trying to get into leadership roles and just kind of help make decisions for the rest of the team. So does someone select you to be on that? Or like, how do you earn your way onto that? Yeah, that you're role? selected. Like, So the team – so we do two selections. We do one in the spring before yeah. spring ball, um, and the team selects you. And then um, we do one um, like after fall camp where we do another one. So. And where does the Eagles name come from, you know? I actually don't know that. That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, it's just I was curious. It's kind of random, but uh, that, that's obviously a cool honor for you to be on. Yeah. Uh, I was checking up on your Twitter account, and you, you tweeted recently this uh, season finale, or this is the finale season. Yeah, yep. And you said the finale is always the best episode. Yes, so tell me why you think that'll be true for you guys here in 2019. Well, really, I just think Coach D really has has been talking about since I've been here. Um, seniors got to have their best year, you know. Um, so. All the good things, you know, great things I've done in the past, you know what I'm saying, it's been good. But I want to go out on top. I want to go out and have my best year individually and help us have our best year as a team. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
my redshirt year, we went to the um, college football playoff, you know what I'm saying? And then we've been good at times. We've been bad at times kind of from there on. So I want to get back to that that level of, you know, New Year's Six um, championship, you know what I'm saying, Big Ten championship, that type of stuff. So that's the level we want to get to as a team. And so I know my play has to be the best that it's ever been to get there as well. Yeah, defense certainly hasn't been a problem for you guys. So uh, see how far you guys go heading into the season. Obviously high expectations here. Uh, we were walking – through your lobby next door here and, and all the, the trophies and the swag and the guys in the NFL on the walls. Uh, but the thing that stood out, obviously, is the new lime green uniforms yeah. that are on the uh, the mannequins out there. Give, give me your, your thoughts, your opinions on those, I guess, kind of controversial uniforms because everyone's had takes about them on Twitter yeah. and all that. Yeah, I think for us as a team, they've kind of grown on us. Um, I think, you know, just because all the lime green and stuff like that, it was kind of took us a minute to get adjusted to, um, kind of like everybody else. But... Um, and then when you kind of see them, when we, when we got to put them on as a team, you know what I'm saying, they look a lot better for us, you know what I'm saying, and when you put them on with the gloves and the matching shoes and everything. So um, we, we, we like them, you know what I'm saying. It's something, like I said, it kind of grew on us. And we know that regardless of what jersey we got on, we got to go out and play and go out and win. So For sure. It was, I think, a basketball thing first, right? They, they've been yeah, doing they it for did a few the years. Yeah, they did the line first, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see that. Uh, I think for a night game they said it's going to be, so that yeah. should be cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, curious what you think, how you'd evaluate your – practice playlist with the music going on out there like I think you guys have probably in the top three or four uh, school playlists as, as we go along in the tour so. here yeah. I know there's some like old school stuff sprinkled in like black and black and all that yeah. I'm not, I don't get as hyped to that but I, yeah. I think you guys are pretty good so evaluate your your playlist for me uh, our playlist man I'm not gonna lie to you I'd say probably a C somewhere mm-hmm. in there you know what I'm saying I think Certain, like you said, some of those old songs, some of those kind of country songs are kind of slow. So who's playing that in there? Like, I don't. To be honest with you, I think it's Coach D's playlist. I'm not gonna lie to you. So, and then sometimes they mix in some of the newer songs into there. So, um, as long as you know, what I'm saying it's it's music that's getting us going and kind of getting us up. Um, you know, what I'm saying it's all good. The way I judge it is like, how many players do I see dancing out there? You guys had a good amount. Oh, yeah. Like, some schools you can tell aren't really vibing with it because there's not yeah. many players like going with the, the beat or the flow or anything like that. But. Yeah. You guys, I think, just haven't gone to a lot of these, mm-hmm. probably top three or four, and some schools don't even have it, which I yeah. don't enjoy. Yeah, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Exactly. All right. Uh, is it true you are a, a Browns fan, big Browns fan? Yes, sir. From I'm Ohio? Big fan. Yep, from right, uh, Cleveland, so, Ohio. So you should be pretty excited then going into this season. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. We just got the um, big preseason win against the Redskins. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what we're going to do. Um, I'm kind of – like, I don't – I think it's going to take us a minute to kind of get going, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not – if we lose a couple, you know, early on or whatever, I'm not going to be, can't you know, panic. shaking up by the You can't panic from that. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited, man. we got a great offense, great defense. So, we got a lot of, you know, stars in there, too. So, it's something that we haven't had in Cleveland since LeBron left. So, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. I mean, big expectations with Baker Mayfield, Odell, Jarvis Landry, all yeah. those guys. So, how does this work? You know, obviously, you got NFL dreams. Mm-hmm. When you go to the NFL and, say, the Browns, don't select you. Do you are you going to keep that fandom, or is, is it going to be all business from there on out? No, it's all business from there on out. Whatever team, whatever team you go to, you know, what I'm saying that's the team you obviously root for. Right. You know? So um, even kind of with college too, you know, being from Ohio, you know, what I'm saying you know the team that you root for when you're from Ohio. So you know, but I'm I bleed green. You know, what I'm saying green white now. So you were an Ohio State fan growing up? Um, yeah, yeah. My my dad had went to Ohio State. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so he went to Ohio State. So I was I was definitely an Ohio State fan growing up, but um, you know. Like I said, kind of when you start going through the recruiting process and stuff like that, you kind of start to pick your own identity and whatever school that you're going to commit to or go to, that's the one that you obviously are tied to for the rest of your life. For sure. A uh, couple personal questions before wrapping up, David. I uh, saw so you're an advertising management major, or maybe yeah. maybe you finished that up because I know you're yeah. a senior by now, but yeah. uh, I'm curious as an ad guy, 
Give me a commercial or two that you like uh, just over the years, one that, that sticks with you, like from a Super Bowl maybe, or just something in general. That's a good question. Yeah, it's on the spot a little bit, but mm-hmm. I feel like some stood out over the years. I know one that stood out to me was the uh, Darth Vader one, if you remember that, where the kid turns the car on. It was a Super Bowl commercial, was like a recent? Volkswagen. Yeah. No, it was a couple years ago, but yeah. You know, I like the one, um, I think it was Doritos. And it was like the kid and his mom was there, and like this guy was picking up his mom, mm-hmm. and like like he was going on a date, and the the kid slapped the guy for trying to take his Doritos. Like he was, the guy was sitting there waiting on the mom to get ready or whatever, and he was like, "Hey, well, how you doing, kid?" He tried to take his Dorito, and he slapped him in the face. I remember that. that. Doritos always has a good commercial. Oh, yeah. I feel like they got a good uh, good agency. Um, are you trying to do something? I, I assume you're trying to do something in advertising once football's done or something like that. So, so I'm actually so I, I graduated in last December from my advertising yep. major, and then I'm in my master's, getting my master's right now in um, kinesiology, oh, cool. and sports administration. Yeah. So I kind of like learned through that process. Like that's kind of what I want to go into more, like sports administration, um, either like working at a college or kind of doing my own thing. So that's kind of the route I want to go after football. Well, you're obviously in a great line of work right now to prepare yourself to do that. Um, all right, final question. I've been asking these, this question to every player at each stop. Mm-hmm. Um, since we're in town, you know, we, we got to give a bite to eat while we're on campus. Mm-hmm. Give me your favorite place or two to eat in East Lansing. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, like, downtown East Lansing, I would say, and this is, like, more like fast food, um, Comrades. Mm-hmm. It's like a rap place. You know what I'm saying? They do, like, uh, grilled wraps, fried wraps, got the tater tots in there. Um, nice. If you're going to go there, best, best one to get is barbecue steak. And if you want something that's more kind of done up, um, like in the in the Lansing area, it's like over by Eastwood Mall. It's called uh, Capital Prime, so you can get the good steaks. You know what I'm saying? The seafood and everything like I'll, that. I was wondering if you were gonna say that. We actually went there last night. Okay, so yeah, it yeah. was solid. It was yeah, a good spot. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a spot. It was, a little, it was nice and bougie. You know, oh, yeah. get a uh, nice Sunday steak dinner. Yes, sir. So uh, we think alike on that front. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Dow, that's all I got for you, man. Good luck in your senior year. Thank you. Uh, good luck in the, the finale, as you put it, and we'll be watching. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep. All right. Shout out once again to David for joining me. We will move now about an hour or so down the road to Ann Arbor, Michigan, a little less than that. Um, It's a wrap of our eastern leg of the tour and our round of interviews from that that part of the tour. And it's Sean McEwen. Uh, Sean's tight for the Wolverines, who gets into his background, gets into um, his relationship with a super fan in Michigan who uh, is going through some tough times and talks about some uh, some East Coast tendencies that we get into um, with him being from the Boston area. So, good interview with Sean, and we'll get right to it. Sean McEwen starts right now. All right, very pleased to be joined here in Ann Arbor after Michigan football practice by Wolverines tight end Sean McEwen. And, and first of all, we got to start right there because... I gotta ask with the way it's spelled. It's like McKeon. How many? How many guys or uh, reporters get that wrong on the first try? Yeah, quite a few. <laughs> I know uh, even Coach Harbaugh got it wrong a little bit, but um, it's Irish, so uh, it's pronounced McKeon. Did Coach Harbaugh get it wrong when he was recruiting you? Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not off to a great start then on uh, the recruiting trip, but clearly you forgave him though. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, getting to your background, I know you're uh, from the East Coast. You're from the Boston area, correct? Yeah. Um, you know, you're a big Patriots fan, I assume, Tom Brady, which fits here at Michigan. And uh, real quick, just for all the, the Big Ten fans listening, can you change the general perception of Boston and New England uh, from Midwesterners' perspective? Because I feel like you guys get a bad rap in these parts, and I don't know how much of it is, is deserved. You know, I think uh, 
people are just kind of jealous of the Patriots' success, honestly. <laughs> but, Guilty. Uh, right? yeah. uh, I know it's tough being a Lions fan, um, but you know they're coming along, and uh, I think you know the Midwest is kind of similar to New England in a sense. You know, um, pretty uh, pretty gritty gritty regions of the U.S. Uh, so definitely, uh, I enjoy living living in both of them. Yeah, and I was testing you with the, those first couple of questions. I want to see if any Boston accent came out, but you really don't have any. Like, what's the deal there? <laughs> what's going on? No, I don't really have it that much, but uh, definitely my my dad does quite a bit, and my uh, my grandparents do. But uh, I guess it kind of skipped my generation. So. so, so did you ever have one, or just kind of like you said, never really took hold? Uh, I did a little bit when I first came here, and uh-huh. uh, guys guys on the team kind of made fun of me. <laughs> they bullied but, you uh, out of it. Then. Yeah, they kind of bullied me out of it. So. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of more just normal, non-Boston accent. Though. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I love a good Boston accent in a movie, but I could see, you know, if you hear it every day, it turns your head a little sideways. So, uh, we'll shift gears a little bit, Sean. I want you to tell me about your guy, uh, Larry Prout, because around here, his story is well known. But, um, you know, for fans that might not be uh, Michigan fans, they might not know about his story. So. Obviously, uh, struggles with it with an ailment, and you guys have kind of embraced him. So, can you get into to his story? I know you have a close connection with him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, he comes to almost every home game. Uh, you know, he's great to see him on the sidelines. Uh, you know, we cheer him on. So, I I've, I'm not as sure of the total number now, but I believe it's somewhere over a hundred surgeries. So that's kind of unbelievable. To treat spina bifida, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, it's always great to see him cheering us on. You know, he always is the first guy off to greet us when we come off the bus, uh, again to the stadium. So, uh, you know, we really embrace him. We love having him around. Uh, you know, he really inspires a lot of the guys on the team. So I saw recently he got to meet Tom Brady. Um, do you have to go to him and kind of ask what, what Tom's like? I don't know if you've met him, but I feel like it's kind of hard to meet Tom. <laughs> yeah, well, he actually came to a game uh, here my freshman year. Uh, you know, he gave us a speech. I believe it was before the Colorado game. Uh, so that's the only time I've kind of, uh, you know, met him a little bit. But, uh, you know, it was definitely pretty cool that Larry got to meet him um, during the, the Lions-Patriots uh, preseason game the other day. Yeah, for sure. Um, Want to talk a little bit of Michigan football for sure before we get you out of here. Um Chad, your SID or Michigan's SID here, let me know that you played a really old school offense in high school, and that's kind of obviously if you're doing like a wing T or a run the ball in the ground type offense, it's a lot different than what uh, the new offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis is bringing. So, one, give me like the elevator speech about what it was like playing as a tight end in that offense, and then how it uh, how it's evolved in your playbook over the last four years from high school. Yeah, so played in the wing T offense, which um, basically we didn't have any receivers. <laughs> we had three running backs, uh, two tight ends, every play. So um, that was a little tough. It definitely made me a pretty good blocker, though, I would say. And, uh, you know, we only passed a couple times a game, but, you know, luckily those were mostly towards me. <laughs> so uh, definitely different than what we do now, um, kind of spreading it out more. So that was probably the biggest adjustment uh, for me coming to Michigan was just working on, uh, you know, running routes, a lot of different routes uh, that we have now and, uh, you know, really focusing on um, just everything in the pass game in general. But uh, definitely really excited to be in this new offense that uh, Coach Gaddis has put together for us, and uh, it's going to be good. Yeah, hearing you describe that, I think my high school ran a similar thing like my last one or two years, and it's giving me flashbacks, like a little bit of PTSD because it was – 
Yeah, we weren't very good at running it, so that's why uh, it's kind of tough to watch. I'm sure you guys were probably a little better. I want to go to the other side of the ball real quick. Um, Obviously, Michigan defense always has high expectations. Um, Great unit last year, but they got to replace quite a few guys, including guys on the defensive line, uh, Chase Winovich, Rashawn Gary, um, two guys who were drafted high and are going to make a difference in the NFL. So probably no one on this team right now knows how to handle those guys and handle the defensive line as much as you do being a tight end and having to go up against them and block them every day in practice. So let Michigan fans know who's kind of stepping into that role, who's filling those shoes, and how's uh, the D-line going to stack up when they're having to replace some talent. Yeah, so really um, the guys I go up against the most, probably uh, Aiden Hutchinson, Quiddy Pay, Mike Dana. And, you know, those guys are some big dudes now. <laughs> they really, uh, really worked hard in the, in the summer conditioning. You know, they're all really strong, really big. Um, you know, really impressed with honestly all their uh, quickness and uh, strength. So definitely not an easy task to block any three of those guys. So um, you know, I think they're going to fit in for uh, Chase and Rashawn. You know, pretty well. All right, want to discuss before we go your uh, summer trip South Africa, or is that a spring spring trip? Yeah, spring, spring trip. Spring yeah. Trip. So obviously, you know, once in a lifetime experience for most of the guys, and uh, I know you probably saw a lot of a lot of sites a lot of things and a lot of history um you tweeted about visiting the apartheid museum there and and uh how that had an impact on you can discuss one just the trip overall then also why you chose to you know share your experience at that particular museum yeah i mean honestly i've i've been lucky enough to go on three trips now uh rome paris and now south africa so uh you know that south africa trip was probably the best uh that i've been on so far and it was really amazing uh, you know, just totally different world over there. And, uh, you know, the, the Apartheid Museum uh, was uh, pretty special. You know, Nelson Mandela, he's such an inspiring guy. And uh, just all the struggles that he went through and, you know, many other uh, South Africans during that time. Uh, it was just uh, pretty inspiring to me and to see their courage and uh, willpower, you know, to, uh, to finally overcome that was, uh, you know, very impressive. And, uh, you know, just a a great thing to learn about in history yeah no doubt i mean you, you hear about what happened he was in prison for like 28 years or something like that it's it's insane to think about and then went on to obviously be president of the country um all right definitely shifting gears here for the last couple of questions uh keep it a little light as we close it out heard you're signing off social media for the rest of the season uh what's behind going dark on those platforms for you yeah i mean it's really just uh really comes down just it doesn't really have any positive impact on uh on me or football like i don't really need to see what everyone else out in the world is saying like it doesn't matter you know what like coach harbaugh always says it's like you know this team is just the people in this building so nothing else outside this building really really matters so uh you know just trying to stay focused this season and you know i think a couple guys have also uh joined that kind of movement i know uh one of my freshman tight ends eric hall also join me in that so uh you know, I think I think it just helps guys stay focused for, uh, for the season and, uh, you know, really just just keeping all the distractions out. Yeah, I'll, I'll let the one point slide there. Nothing except this podcast and social media matters. <laughs> uh, fitting final question here because uh, bringing in some food for you right now to eat before your, your meeting will get you out of here. Uh, after this last question, what's the best place to eat in Ann Arbor? I'm asking all the, the players at all the stops where the best place to eat are. So let, let me hear it. You know, my favorite... Overall, there's so many good spots. 
I'm probably going to say Sava's uh, for brunch or uh, or even dinner. You know, a really good spot. It's a great spot. Uh, I had Sava's for lunch before a basketball game this past winter. It was awesome. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Sean, really enjoyed this conversation. Really appreciate you taking some time. And best of luck this season. We'll definitely be following along. Yeah, thank you. All right, thanks a lot to Sean once again for joining me. Uh, as I've done in the past couple of years since I've been on the tour, kind of split these interviews up into four separate episodes. We've knocked out the Eastern leg on the first two episodes of the 2019 edition, and uh, we will head west for the rest of the episodes for the last two um, in the coming days. So, like I said, in Iowa right now, trying to catch up with these interviews, and um, this is the latest one. The next one should be coming out rather soon. And it's been a blast rolling through the Big Ten, getting to see all the teams up close, meet some personalities, meet some guys, tell their stories a little bit, and have them uh, have them be able to tell their stories. So it's been fun. And uh, I appreciate everyone for listening. And I also appreciate Julie Bronder and Wes White, as always, for producing the show. Couldn't do it without them. Couldn't do it without all the listeners out there. And we'll talk to you soon once again from the road here on Take 10 Podcast. <laughs>